What is up? This is Edgar Otra Vez on the Flow Podcast. And today we're continuing on with our uh, part two of our favorite Kung Fu movie list. You know, back in the day, they used to have this thing. It was called uh, Samurai Sunday. And I would run over to my cousin's house and we would, you know, just watch a string of Kung Fu movies. I think they showed like two or three Kung Fu movies. And uh, after which my cousin and I would run outside and pretend we were Kung Fu masters and just beat the crap out of each other uh, with what we thought was Kung Fu. Kung Fu movies have always been kind of like a fun thing for me. I really enjoyed going over this list with not my cousin Dan. Uh, I didn't realize how much he loved Kung Fu movies too, but I guess it's kind of like a thing, you know, like who doesn't love a good Kung Fu movie? Anyway, uh, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. Now here's the show. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Otraves. Uh, and joining me today is not my cousin Dan for our part two of our favorite Kung Fu movies. And today we're going to be doing my list. And uh, before we get started, is there anything you want to you say before we get started there, my, not my cousin Dan? No, no. <laughs> Nothing special. No, let's just dive into this thing. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so uh, the first, uh, going from five to one, uh, five being, uh, you know, not as good as number one, <clears throat> and number one being my favorite, uh, is number five is Mad Monkey Kung Fu. Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I just watched it. Yes. Because I, I had never seen it before. And yes, made in 1979, directed by Chia Ling Liu, which will be a name will come up later. But that guy is amazing. He directed and starred in that movie. And yeah. He, he's the master with the broken fingers. The, with the crippled hands. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of the movie? Oh, it was it was outstanding. It was sort of like uh, the original Drunken Master, but definitely more serious. Mm-hmm. And w- w- actually with a lot more a lot more fighting in it a lot yeah. more acting. yeah yeah well um, i mean drunken master has a lot of fighting in it oh it does um but the fight scenes are are quicker this this one the fight scenes are, are like epic all yeah. of them go go on forever and you know? and the training sequence in this is is really long there's a lot of kung fu in this movie yeah and that's that's actually i was so thrilled because that's one of my favorite things in the martial arts movie genre uh-huh. are the extended training montages <laughs> but like like where where the the training is more just like no let's torture this guy we'll just <laughs> we'll just torture him and eventually he'll he'll be good at kung fu yeah 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 you know, we're just yeah. we're just going to torment him and torture him and then and then he's good at at fighting and <laughs> I, just, I love that that's like one of my favorite things in in martial arts movies yeah, and it's and it's kind of funny because you you think it's like wow I think I can learn something here. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe yeah. if I do a bunch of upside down sit ups with like weird <laughs> hand postures or whatever, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, or yeah, I I have to dig in the ground with with what is like chopsticks jammed between my fingers, and <laughs> like my arms tied tied up like across my shoulders. It's it, it, 
<laughs> it's one of those things where like, yeah, I'm sure some way that may, that that's going to make his fingers stronger, I guess. But, <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're actually just torturing this guy. You know, yeah. you're just, you're just causing him problems. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a great movie. It's, it's, yeah. it's got all, yeah. all the tropes, but on top of it, Oh, I just hit my mic on top of it. It has the monkey Kung Fu in it. Right. And the yeah. monkey and monkey Kung Fu like drunken fist is so unique and bizarre and it's like and there's a bunch of acting in both of those styles of fighting right so like you're even if you're not drunk you're pretending to be drunk and so you got the kind of mannerisms that a drunkard would have the same thing with the monkey kung fu you're you're there's an acting in the fighting style you have to know how to act like a monkey and and arguably arguably the monkey kung fu in this movie is of a higher caliber than the drunken kung fu and drunken master maybe not drunken master 2 uh-huh. is drunken master 2 they polished that up right they they made an art form out of it you yes know, drunken drunken master 1 it was kind of clearly being you know played for laughs mm-hmm. almost the whole time and and so it was uh, it was like comic kung fu, you know. Yeah. This one, it's like it, it's really, really cool, really well done. It doesn't look like a dance or anything. It, it, it looks cool. Yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite old movies uh, in uh, in kung fu uh, in the kung fu genre. And it's funny because I remember like, where did I pick this movie up? I want to say I picked it up at some mall. Yeah. A- and and uh, I think this is where I picked it up. I went to some mall. And this dude, you know, he was selling like skateboards and, you know, it, it was like a hip hop shop. Right. So, you know, <laughs> he was selling like, like rap CDs and like that he made and skateboards and some like, like, where was this? I, I want to say it was like in Fort City, in Fort City. Oh, Mall. okay. Because like I'm thinking, this is the kind of thing you'd expect to see. I don't. You remember the merchandise mart? Uh huh. Yeah. You know where it's just like a big bazaar. Yeah. You just go in and people have their booths, and it's just like, it's like somebody's garage sale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah no. This, so this guy's running his own personal flea market at Ford City Mall. At, at Ford City Mall, and. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like in uh, in like the annex part of it where it's like down below. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. been there, but mm-hmm. in, in the mall there, when I went to go there uh, 20, 30 years ago, there was like little like part where, that nobody went to. It was like in a tunnel and there was all these sh- like stores in this tunnel. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. this guy was at the door of the tunnel coming in from the parking lot. And he was selling skateboards, his own <laughs> rap CDs, a bunch of like cool like hip hop shoes and and clothes, and, and along with that, he had like a like a whole glass case of like bootleg. Marshall. I was gonna say, I bet I bet if you knew the if you knew the password, he had a box full of bootlegs under the counter. No, no, he had them all out in the open. You know, I, I, outstanding. Yes, I think this guy thought he was RZA or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the dude, oh man, the dude, so that, I was, 
you know, you can't help but go over and see what he's got, right? So you look at him and say, oh, we'll see, we'll see what kind of movies you got, right? You know, so you're looking and, and then like this guy's trying to sell fucking bootlegs for full price. You know, I'm like, I'm not paying $20 for a fucking movie you fucking copy three times over. But let, let's see what you got, you know? And, he's, and I and I see and he's like, oh, yeah, I got this monkey, Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I'm like, Mad Monkey Kung Fu, what the fuck is that? And he's like, dude, it's top notch. You're going to love it. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. And I just kept that. I, I I didn't buy shit from this guy, <laughs> but I put that in the back of my mind. And I, I, I later on I run into it. Where did I find it? I can't remember where I found it. But later on I found myself a copy, like a legit copy. Yeah. And and watched it, and I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. And it's been one of my favorite kung fu movies ever since. Um, but uh, yeah, this, this whole the the whole kung fu topic that we've been on reminded me so much of back in the day. Uh, I don't know if you ever went out and got one, but they made these little DVD players called cyber home DVD players. Mm. Okay. And it was like a dirt. It was like the cheapest DVD player you could get. It was like 35 bucks, but it had a trick Mm -hmm. where you could through the, the, the customer menu, just go in and reset the region. (laughs) Yes. And so like I, back then, like I bought one of those specifically so that I could buy like region, you know, region seven DVDs Mm. off of eBay and stuff and get all these like, like import Kung Fu flicks, you know? Yeah. Uh, And and I bought, and they, they would last for like, like the, the DVD player, it would last like 10 movies, maybe tops. So like I had a stack of them, you know? But yeah, I mean, I like there was so many movies that I ended up getting because there was like a little shop that that sell that sold like like regionless DVDs. Like so, mm-hmm. like I mean, that's I saw Ung Bak, you know, well before it was like available here, you know, because I got I I, I had the regionless DVD player, but it's like Ung Bak, Life of Ninja, um, uh, is so so many kung fu movies that I saw that I would never have otherwise seen. That's awesome. And, the, and, and I wish, I wish this is one of them. I, I had never seen this before until, you know, Sunday night. And this, this is great. It's, it's just a ton of fun. And it's silly. Like it's got a lot of the silliness in it, just like drunken master. Like there's a lot of jokes in it. A lot of just like, like slapstick comedy, you know, yeah. but the fighting is a lot more serious. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it, and it's mostly, and it's mostly the monkey kung fu. It, yeah. It's it, like when when they're fighting, someone in those fight scenes is fighting monkey kung fu, even if right. it's like kind of watered down, if if anything. But there, somebody's fighting kung fu in the monkey style. In Drunken Master, he doesn't really learn Drunken Fist until much later. Right. right? Yeah. Like almost, it felt like more than half the movie. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then in this one, um, what was I going to say? There was something very specific. That, oh, I love how, uh, so you know how in most most of the time, it, most Kung Fu movies follow a certain formula, yeah. you know? And the formula is usually like, okay, so um, you've got the hero of the movie, who, the, whoever the protagonist is, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, you've actually got two protagonists. But yeah. So you've got the protagonist and then the protagonist gets the crap kicked out of him. Right. And so he goes off and he learns, learns a new style of Kung Fu or something like that. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and his teacher's like, but you must never use it. Right. Yeah. And, and then like he, 
goes off to show off and he gets his ass handed to him and then he learns humility and then he comes in the, and then you have the final fight right that's kind of a standard formula right yeah this movie the guy just <laughs> i loved it because that doesn't really happen right this guy this guy goes and he learns like the first thing happens where he's like i have to learn kung fu you know he gets he gets beaten up pretty badly right and he gets beaten beaten up pretty badly because he went and he picked a fight that he couldn't win yeah right? and so then he goes and this and and the the master's like okay I'll, I'll teach you kung fu and they go off and they start they do the first training montage which is him just basically being a dick <laughs> right <laughs> just like like you have to sleep on the rope and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna tie your fingers off so you can't use them and you have to spend your entire day digging in the ground you know yeah. <laughs> and so uh so and so like they they do a training montage and this guy picks up the ropes and he kind of learns some of the the monkey the monkey fist kung fu right uh-huh. and he's like okay it's time for me to go back and beat those guys up and the master's like no no you're not ready for that and he's like forget i'm going and he goes uh-huh. and to his credit he beats a few guys up and then he gets the crap kicked out right? <laughs> and but the what, what makes it what makes this movie just a little bit different is that happens like three times like the guy <laughs> the guy gets the crap the crap kicked out of him like three times before he learns oh maybe i'm not as good at this as i think yeah <laughs> You know, and I, I I liked it. I like to see that. I like to see them breaking the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, and the uh, so I, I got a couple of things like the sleeping on the ropes thing. I ever since I saw that movie, all I wanted to do was was like try that, try that. I'm like maybe I'll get stronger. Maybe I'll somehow become like a monkey, and I'll be able to fucking know like like <laughs> use monkey fist. You know, like. <laughs> Did you set up a rope in your backyard? And try to no, my wife won't let me. Oh, come on. Someone has to uh, make Somebody has to. We'll set up rope. a rope for her, too. You could have side-by-side rope. I don't think she wants be to be romantic. That. I, I, that's what I thought. You know, I said, baby, come on. Let's practice monkey fist together. I mean, she's, <laughs> she, I don't, she doesn't see the romance in it. I don't understand why. Uh, but, yeah, dude, ever since I saw that, I was just like, I got to have some kind of rope thing. You know, like, and so like one of the, one of the things I want to do is eventually have my own fucking montage where I have ropes <laughs> and I'm like fucking swinging from rope to rope, like a fucking ape. But, <laughs> but I mean, the, the interesting thing that you say about the, the, the two protagonists is you're right. There's two protagonists and they have like divergent paths, right? Cause yeah. he's already mastered, right? What's unique mm-hmm. about this movie is that you know, you're right. There's all. There's always this path where he doesn't know anything. He gets his ass handed to him a couple times. He, you know, and in the process, he either finds a master or, you know, whatever. And then he tests. Or a himself. master finds him. Yeah. Or a master finds him, and then he learns whatever martial art makes him superhuman, and he beats the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this in this story, it doesn't start like that, right? That's like every kung fu movie, Karate Kid, fucking yeah. think any of them. Yes. Almost yeah. Like a whole bunch of them are like this. In this movie, we start with a master and he has the Kung Fu taken away from him. Right. Yeah. Because they bust his fingers like the bad guy in the movie tricks him and yeah. and and, uh, and busts his hands up. So now he's crippled and he doesn't have his Kung Fu at full, at full blast, but he still has the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So together, you know, this movie progresses he has this path right so now he's kind of like you know like 
ostracized, right? He's kind of like living on his own and kind of like not really interacting. He's a kind of hermit almost, right? Yeah. But he's got well, his, he has little, his monkey show. He's got a little his monkey his, show as yeah. his way of making money, right? But then this other cat comes along, the guy you're talking about, and he still goes on that path kind of, right? That The one that you described where he gets his ass yeah. handed to him. He's kind of a nitwit. You know, he finds the master, learns the fist, becomes super powerful, right? But he also becomes like the replacement monkey. He's almost like a pet to the master, you know? Which yeah, is right. kind of interesting. And, well, and they, they even did that like in the one scene where like, okay, instead of doing the monkey show, I'm going to have you dress up as a monkey. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> but that's because the, the guy's name is monkey right just yeah. so, just for some context the guy's name is monkey mm-hmm. and uh and he just and he's called monkey because he sort of acts goofy like a monkey right and yeah. then then he learns monkey fist kung fu right <laughs> and so i will say this movie also does something that i always love when i'm watching a kung fu movie is something happens usually like the catalyst for the story like in this one the guy they're they're like a traveling group of performers and they put on a sword dance for some rich guy basically right and then the rich guy is really impressed with their kung fu and so he challenges the main the master to a kung fu match and the master basically cleans the house with him and all of his guys right yeah but then the master gets this bright idea to, to frame him for basically uh, raping his daughter or his wife or somebody. Right? Yeah, something like that. And it, it, this is what I love. It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense because, like, the guy doesn't stand to get anything out of this. Like, what, <laughs> what, well, he, what do you like? He, he ended up, but he ends it. up, he ends up taking his sister as a concubine and yeah. smashing his hands. But, but it's like, you did that because this guy beat you up like is is that that's the whole catalyst yeah it's it's it's, it's like a real strange leap yeah you know and maybe maybe it's not that strange of a leap through the lens of like chinese culture you know mm-hmm. but it's it's just like no you hired these guys to perform for you then you challenged him to a kung fu fight and he was really good so like you you'd think you could just smash his hands right yeah. No, instead you set up this really convoluted thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This really convoluted trap for him. Yeah. It, I love that stuff. I love that kind of bat shittery. You know? <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. I uh I have a problem with that too. I was just like, dude, are you that is your game that sucky that you just can't, you know, get a girl? Like you have to like and why why yeah. this one? Why must you have this guy's girl, like this guy's sister or whatever, or wife or and it's the kind of thing that makes you wonder if there are certain nuances and subtleties that are not getting translated in the um in mm-hmm. the dub, you know, yeah. either the dub or if you're watching it with subtitles, it's like okay, something's missing here. Well, I, I think no. I, I I don't um I wonder that, but I'm also wondering like 
maybe when these guys were talking about making this movie, it made more sense to them. And somewhere along the lines, they forgot about a bunch of plot points. And they're like, just, <laughs> just fuck it. Let's just get to the Kung yeah. Fu. This is like, he yeah. pissed them off and that's it. That's yeah. it. That's, we that's break it. his right. fingers. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like take it as read. These guys are enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and that's, that's how it has to be. Yeah. And right? it's just like, why is it? Don't worry. Just kick his ass. But, <laughs> and you know, to be fair, one thing we do, we should talk about is the Shaw brothers movie. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the Shaw brothers, basically the house for, for seventies Kung Fu flicks, you know, they, they kind of established the genre as we know it now. Right. Like we talked about on the last episode, there were martial arts movies before the seventies, you know, there were martial arts movies before Bruce Lee, but it was like a different brand, you know, it, it yeah. wasn't quite the same thing. And, uh, and it was, it was, you know, the Shaw brothers kind of came in and changed the game, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they modernized it for that time. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so like, um, but yeah, I, I remember the Shaw brothers. They're, they're, they're awesome. And I, I don't, is Mad Monkey a Shaw Brothers movie? No, right? I, I thought it was. It, is it? When I when I watched it, it had a, a Shaw Brothers intro. Oh, really? Oh shit. See, that could be because I was watching a bad uh, you know, uh a bad what do you call it? Uh bootleg. Bootleg. <laughs> were, you, were you watching a bootleg of this? Hey, it was on YouTube. Are you serious? Dude, it it's, was on, it was, it's free on Prime. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I messed that up. <laughs> no, no worries. I mean, now you know. Oh, uh, um, well, no, it's... But, so, uh, anyway, on the, the, one, the one that I watched had a Shaw Brothers intro. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, no, it's probably a Shaw Brothers movie. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, what the hell is going on with this thing? Anyway, uh, so let's uh, let's keep it moving. Um, but director Chi Chia Ling Lu is the director. I, I, sorry, I can confirm it. Mad Monkey Kung Fu was a Shaw Brothers movie. Okay, and Shaw Brothers also did like the Five Deadly Vellums and uh, what else? Well. Uh, can you see i mean it's a huge list it's, yeah they they're, they it's it's they're, crazy they they're known for like tons of awesome kung fu movies but right. but yeah so anyway um the next one on my list is the uh man i don't know how many times i watched this kung fu movie uh it's once upon a time in china yeah uh, 1991 Another one i just I just watched that last night. Yeah, I um yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I I've seen it so many times. It's I probably can fucking do the martial arts scenes. But I believe two very important names come up with this movie, right? Well, yes, like <clears throat> Wong Fei Hong, right? Yep. And it's another the, Wong Fei Hong flick. It's another Wong Fei Hong flick. And also uh it's a Sui Hark director directed movie so i don't know if that's yeah. the other name but no didn't didn't Wu Ping do the stunts oh Wu Ping did, did the stunts i think Wu Ping was uh i believe the, you're right like the the action director or the the stunt coordinator or something like that for this i'm i'm fairly sure you're right here let me double check that 
Um, you see cast stunts, where are the stunts here? Produce, cinematography, production, second unit stunts. Wu Ping, action coordinator. Yep. yep. Go. And um, yeah, this movie's fucking fantastic, man. I mean, there's two, like, two of my most favorite kung fu scenes of all time is in this fucking movie. It's that fucking fight scene where it's raining and they're kicking around that log. Yes. Yeah. That is fucking, that was, I've never seen anything like that. I think this movie might've been like my first movie that I saw that had like the wire Kung Fu stuff in it. Yeah. Well, and I think, I bet it's the first movie for a lot of people with that. Right. Yeah. A lot of Western audiences. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the first, the first wuxia, you know, uh, fantastical wire foo movie that a lot of western audiences had seen and i mean it's been wire work has been around a long time it's been around a lot longer than i think most people realize but it was the the like late 80s early 90s to when it became kind of like the predominant style of kung fu movies yeah. and then you know without without this movie guaranteed without this movie uh either you wouldn't have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or it would have been very, very different. Mm-hmm. Without this movie, you wouldn't have The Matrix uh, because, you know, The Matrix relied so heavily on that that wire foo, and it was, you know, Wu Ping. I mean, the, the, the Wuxia films have kind of become a Wu Ping staple. It's, it's kind of, he's staked his claim as he's the best at this. It's, you know. Yeah, he's definitely he's such an imagination, man. What yeah. an imagination for this. I mean, to fucking, not stylistically, like Sui Hark, he's got some great movies. Like one yeah. of my one of my favorite movies of his is, uh, 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 I can't believe I'm forgetting. Of course, it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies. I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, a Chinese Ghost Story. Oh, okay. All right. And it's got a lot. I have seen that, but it's been a long time. It's been a while for me as well. And I tried to watch it the other day with the kids. And they're like, no, we're not watching this. This is too scary. <laughs> my my son will watch Kung Fu like crazy. But this is like this. When it gets a little spooky, he's like, no, I'm not yeah. doing Kung Fu genre with uh, with horror. But so that, what's he watching when he makes all that popcorn that causes your internet to go? <laughs> he's, walking, he's watching Rush Hour. like he will watch rush hour day after day (laughs) he he watches all of them he'll watch one two and three and and then he'll like uh he'll switch he'll watch uh, um that other jackie chan movie uh the spy next door and oh and and i'm like why that one you know like yeah also rush hour's got some problems in terms of like yeah little man i don't know if you should be watching all the stuff that this right Tucker character. Yeah, this is this movie is what we would now call problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Oh yes, very, very much so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to uh, once upon a time. Um, so, like Sui Harks, he's got a real good eye for for style, right? Yeah. And then combined with Wu Ping's martial arts, we and uh, direct direction, like you have that fucking scene with the rain. And that yeah. log flipping around, and the and you know Jet Li is fighting yeah. the bad guy. I can't remember the bad guy's name, but you know yeah. Jet Li, you know Wong Fei Hong is fighting the bad guy in the rain. It is 
fucking epic. Yeah. Well, and, and Jet Li, I'm glad you bring him up. This is the movie that catapulted him to like global fame from being like a Hong Kong star mm -hmm. to being like, okay, people spotted him in this movie. And then all of a sudden he was in a string of Western movies. Right. And, yeah. and he became the staple for, you know, American made and, and British made martial arts movies for like a decade. Yeah. He and did, it was, it was because of this movie. Yeah. He did. He did like one, two and three and then four and five were done by a different cat. Equally but then he came back and did six. And then he did six, which was once yep. upon a time in China and in America or something like that. Some, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, uh, but uh, it, the first three movies are fantastic. Yeah. And um, so, but this movie, so you got that scene and the other most like fantastic scene is that last scene where they're fighting on the ladders on the ladders. That, yeah. That ladder fight is, it's the kind of thing where you rewatch it. Like every time you watch the movie, like you stop and you rewatch it over and over because it's like, it's nuts. Yeah. And it's fast. Yeah. Right? And it, it's like watching it. It's so frenetic on those ladders and they change directions so many times and leap from wall to wall on the ladders. It's almost like you're watching like an MC Escher painting. <laughs> yeah. in video format you know yeah it's it's, it's it is crazy because they're, they're like upside down and then out and then they're like you know fucking ladder this way for the ladder over there and yeah it, and, and then they're like it, it's it's just amazing i i i love this movie and i i love all three of them i love the first three um i i, I one time had a set where i had the three of them in a box yeah. Yeah, and and I had rented a fucking movie from Blockbuster and accidentally put the wrong movie oh, in the wrong no. case and ruined and ruined the set because nightmare it is, dude. Because one, especially disc, back in the day when it was hard to get these movies, I can't find that movie on the disc anymore. And and the first the the first the disc I lost had one and two on one disc, so he had one on one side, oh. two on the other side. So I lost two movies in one ball. And you didn't kill yourself? I wanted to really badly, but oh, I said, I just got to be a way I can get that movie back. And I said, fuck it. And I actually went back to Blockbuster and tried to get into like, no, nah, we don't have it. I don't know where it is. And I was like, motherfuckers, are you, are you even going to try? You know? Yeah, right. You know, I used to I used to manage a blockbuster, and I can give you the answer to that question. It's no corporate policy. You don't, <laughs> you don't try. <laughs> it's in the handbook. It's in the handbook. Oh, I'm so jealous. I so badly wanted to work at a blockbuster. No, yeah, I mean, you may have thought you did. Yeah, but you, but no, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I wanted life, to be life defining in terms of awfulness. It was oh, really just horrible. I wanted I wanted to work there and I wanted to work at Facets. What's Facets? Facets is like the uh, the it's 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 the uh, the movie place. It had a, like a little movie theater and stuff, but it was like the movie buff rental place. Uh, they okay. had every they had a copy of everything that you can possibly think of. And they had like some of the most obscure stuff. So like you can go there and rent a copy of, you know, the cabinet of Dr. Kiligari on fucking Laserdisc oh, wow. or something shit, you know, it's like weird shit, you know, like, yeah, 
like anything you could think of, you know, bicycle thief, whatever, you yeah. know, the 60 millimeter print, whatever it, they had it, you know, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but uh, that, that was the place I wanted to be there. But of course, every fucking college film student wanted to be there. So there was no chance of me getting no. in there, you know, no. but, uh, no. but yeah, it was either blockbuster or facets. That was the, yeah, my, uh, yeah. my, my, um, my range of, or my hopes were, were really, no, really that's, high. <laughs> that's why I ended up working at a blockbuster. Cause I was like, Hey, I like movies and I, you know, free rentals and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, when you work at Blockbuster, you are everybody's enemy. The customers hate you, and the company resents that you have that they have to pay you. Like it is, it, well, I don't think anybody has to worry about that anymore. Yeah, you yeah. know, but yeah, it was, it was brutal. Uh, it was anyway. But there, there are things we got to talk about on this uh, Once Upon a Time because the big, so the big issue in the movie is Wong Pei Hung is a highly respected doctor and kung fu master right? uh, well well Wonky ying is well i guess he is too right well Wonky ying his father was was the doctor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh but he's he's also a doctor and um and the the big push of the movie is that you know it's all about foreign um foreign powers taking control and influencing china right basically yeah. by buying the chinese government and they talk about it over and over in the movie about how like all of these port cities like shanghai and i can't remember now of course i watched it last night but i can't remember the name of the city where this takes place um but um, it's probably fushen because i think that's where wong feng wong fei hong was it, from most likely um but so, so the whole movie is about that. And, you know, there are a lot of scenes where you've got different foreign aggressors. So like the movie opens up with them doing this uh, lion dance on a ship in the harbor and they set off some firecrackers and the French think that they're getting fired at. So they shoot back at the Chinese ship that's putting off firecrackers and kill a bunch of people. Right. And then, you know, the British are kind of, uh, not great also, but the big bad, the big bad are the Americans. Uh, the Americans are, are really made out to be villainous in this. And, you know, that's probably pretty historically accurate. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it is kind of standard Kung Fu movie where the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad and they're cartoon character versions of, of what they should be, right? Yeah. Where like, like Wong Fei Hung, is the world's most virtuous man right yeah he's the and people's he's, hero he's the people's hero he's a great doctor and he's fantastic at kung fu yeah the best as it were mm -hmm. and then you have the americans and and the american bad guy is like the worst creep you know like there there's nothing to his character other than being a creep yeah um <clears throat> he to be fair, to be honest, he bears a striking resemblance to Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and anyway, and and the 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 American bad guy has the American Navy, you know, and army there with him, and and he's got his like like flunky, who's like a big bad American fighter, and you know, 
um the the movie is all all about how the chinese are, are struggling to modernize while also struggling to maintain their heritage mm-hmm. you know and they're they're struggling to deal with these horrible agreements that the government is making giving control of all these ports to these foreign nations and so it's 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 china versus the invading the the invading foreigners the whole movie and like i said that's probably pretty accurate to you know historically speaking you take away the melodrama right you strip yeah. the melodrama away and it's like no yeah that's probably aside from the 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 big fight scene sequences it's probably how it actually played out you know there probably was no big dramatic ladder fight mm-hmm. you know and there was no secondary bad guy who knew iron vest kung fu and was <laughs> un- uh, unbeatable what? you know Are you telling me there's no iron fist shirt thing kung fu <laughs> That makes you like bulletproof and everything, you know, but yeah. that's actually the, the, the big climactic moment of the movie. So the latter fight is Wong Fei-Hung versus uh, Yim. Yeah. Who's, who's the iron vest master and, and Yim is dead set on fighting and beating Fei-Hung because uh, Fei-Hung is the most well-known Kung Fu master. And this guy wants to be the new master in town wants mm-hmm. all the students and everything so he wants to establish himself and he feels like the only way to do that is to beat Fei Hung and Fei Hung has, wants nothing to do with it and you know he's got this iron fist this iron vest style and there's a big gunfight at the end uh not not at the very end but like climactic yeah. where this they're, they're fighting and Fei Hung kind of beats him and cuts his hair which kind of strips him of his powers kind of a David and Goliath thing Mm-hmm. uh or no not david and goliath uh samson uh, okay but anyway um and so he you know runs out of the building after he gets his hair cut and the american army shoots on him and, and slaughters him and kills him dead and that's like the climactic line of the movie in my in my mind is is where yim says to fei hung who's trying to save his life he says you can't fight bullets with kung fu Mm. and that was probably like the strongest line in the movie because that's kind of the point that i think they were driving at Mm. is that the chinese way of life was under threat because you had all these foreign invaders but you also had um chinese culture that was kind of resistant to modernization Mm -hmm. wow Now now that you bring all that up it's like wow but you know what I, I can't help but think that that's a lot of and, and it's and it's good that you brought this up because i i feel that that's true of of um some of the other movies on the list um but there are a couple other movies but <clears throat> but it, it's like let's let's face it like the chinese government has a lot to do with some of the some of the making of these movies right so there is a nationalistic sure. kind of um uh, Although I mean, this was this was made pre-China taking over Hong Kong. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, um, but even then, like when you make when you make a movie, you make the movie for the people that that right you're yeah. in the culture of, right? So, like they're making a movie of you know for the Chinese people. We enjoy them just because they're you know they're really fucking cool, right? But yeah. And I'm sure they they like our movies as well, you know. Uh, but I, 
especially after and not to get too political but after after seeing like recent events um and the cartoonish kind of uh, events that we've yeah. got, we've gone through you know and this is just me looking at it like i wonder what we look like to other people we must look like buffoons we must look we, like 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 knuckle dragging yokels yeah you know? you know and so whether whether you're looking at the left or the right we must we must look like absurdities that they've mm -hmm. you know never you know like cartoon characters and so like and when you see the cartoon character like or exaggerated you know characters that they put in these movies that are supposed to re represent what foreigners are to them i am not surprised no that's what I'm they not, look like you know i'm not surprised at all and i'm not you know i'm not even saying that i disapprove of it or anything like that like, mm -hmm. uh it's just uh, notable that that like the characters are they, they are one note like th th these are not sophisticated characters you know what i mean no it is as simple as the good guy is good and he's always good. And he's Chinese. The bad guy is, and he's Chinese, right? The bad guy is bad and he's always bad. Yeah. Right? There's, and sometimes he's a foreigner. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no depth beyond that. And that's fine, you know? That's, uh, but uh, it's a, it's, that's like the, the predominant theme in the movie, right? Yeah. No question about that. But there's a, um... But there does there does seem to become a point where China or these movies become more focused on this kind of message because you don't see that too much in in the seventies. Like you don't you don't hear like there's no nationalistic kind of worry in Mad Monkey Kung Fu or even in no. Drunken, in Drunken Master right. One, right? This right. this this is happening in in in. Uh, in once upon a time in china it's happening yeah. in yip man it's yeah. happening and you know it's all in all these later these movies more modern movies yeah yeah so it's just like it's like uh is it i wonder i wonder if it's something that's uh coming from the the people writing the stories or if there's like again like uh an influence from from you know the government in in their yeah. in, in in these movies or just in general like maybe that's just kind of like part of the you know the public consciousness that's that they're dealing with over there you know because because yeah. uh, in terms of in terms of uh losing culture and, and invasion in terms of uh, culturally mexicans worry about that too mexicans are, and I'm sure that other cultures worry about this as well. They're worried about losing uh, what makes them unique, what makes them right. Mexican, right? And so how much of this do we embrace? How much of this new cultural global kind of, or new global culture should we embrace before we start like, yeah, because you have to embrace some of this because you got to keep up, right? But at the same yeah. time, how much of this do you embrace because you want, uh, you, and you still want to stay Mexico. You still want to stay China. You still, you still want to yeah. be these countries. And that's clearly like an American thing too. I mean, look at like we're we're terrified of of different people. You know, yeah. the other, if you will. Yeah, the xenophobia. You know, you know uh, people lose lose their minds when they get asked if they want the English line or the Spanish line, and they call AT and T or something like that. You know, people yeah. people 
get really worked up about stuff like that. It's it's uh, it's really funny to to kind of hear that, especially with the United States being such a melting pot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And having and you know, it's always I've always thought is weird is like people aren't like they'll say that they're they're mad about losing our culture, like like by by assimilating people you know like we're losing our culture and it's like we're not we're not losing our culture we're actively giving it away like mm-hmm. we're 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 giving it to people as a gift <laughs> like, like yeah. here you know we're, we're 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 trying to help you be more american more like the rest of us mm-hmm. and somehow like that's losing our culture and people get all worked up and it's it just blows my mind this the, yeah i there's I, I don't I haven't really thought about this. Um, but I do have thoughts on it. Like for example, the cultural appro- appropriation. Not to kind of wander into this topic, but like for example, um <laughs> it, it bothers me. Like, what are you trying to say? That only certain people should do certain things? Are you saying you know, like and also, but on the same on the like on the on the flip side, on the on like you you're saying okay, you're Mexican, for example, or me, I'm Mexican, I should only eat tacos, right? And if you were to say, oh, you're Mexican, you like tacos, that's racist. (laughs) Well, first of all, first of all, number one, tacos are fucking delicious. (laughs) All right. And Uh, they are, they are. And I do like tacos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also but you don't just only like tacos i don't only just like tacos but i really do like them very very much and mm. if you were to eat tacos i wouldn't be offended at all i'd be like yes eat tacos the only time i get offended about anything having to do with tacos it was someone makes a bad taco that's the only time I get annoyed. But now I think we need to do a taco episode. <laughs> Dude, there's an awesome fucking documentary uh, yeah. on Netflix, Taco something or other, the Taco Chronicles. Mm-mm. Fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. They they have, I think they, they talk about, like, there's an episode where they just talk about tacos de pastor. And it's, yeah. I would sit there the whole yeah. fucking time, my mouth just watering. I, I'm love, like, I, I love the story of tacos al pastor. Al pastor comes from Lebanese immigrants. It's it's not even, it, it's basically- uh, um, A gyro. It, yeah, a gyro, but like, what's the, there's, um, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's basically a gyro, uh, but with some like Mexican spices in there, right? Yeah. Some stuff that, that, that and it, I, I just love that. It, it, it blows my mind because you don't think, of, even though it totally is, yeah. from like an American perspective, you don't think of Mexico being like a melting pot where they have a ton of immigrants from other cultures, but it is, Yeah, you know, anyway. And, and but I mean, I guess when I, I forgot why, why we even got to this point, but I guess this is like, <laughs> how do we, how that do we happens eat? to us a lot? I know, which is why we call it the flow roll, <laughs> but like, but like, how do we like, there's no, I know we're worried about these things, but there's no way we can stop it. Because we're going to do things like tacos right. pastor. We're going to take something that belongs to somebody else and just fucking, you know, make it our own. And we're going to love it. And people, and it's just going to grow from there, right? Yeah. Because tacos of the pastor are f- 
fucking delicious. And I don't care where the fuck they came from. I will eat uh, that motherfucker. And I don't I'm care. A big, I got two. My my two go-to tacos are always tripas and lengua. Wow. I, I always go uh lengua. Like if I can have my choice and I can mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm starving, I will have lengua, the pastor, and steak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The 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 tripas are you, you get a little iffy on that because every place does it a little different, mm-hmm. right? And some places do it where it's like little diced up little pieces and it's real crispy. Mm-hmm. And then some places do it where it's not like that at all. It's kind of, <laughs> a little it's, mushy. It's mushy, you know, it's soft. Uh-huh. It's still it's still good, but the mm-hmm. crispy ones, that's that's where it's at. I don't I don't want to derail this podcast, but I, I wanted to mention this to you. You must try Bidia with ramen. Oh, that sounds perfect. I, do you know what I'm talking about? You know what Bidia yeah. is? Dude, yeah. I had I went to a place in, in, in the hood. They, it's a what they call a, a birria, and they just make birria. That's all they do. They concentrate on that. They have birria tacos, yeah. like, you know, whatever, you know. But yeah. you go there for the birria. And and I was like, man, you know, growing up, I had it before. I was just like, ah, this is okay. You know, like, I don't care for it. And they stink up the house because so, someone mm-hmm. makes it. And, like, I remember mm-hmm. one time I threw up because it smells hey, so man, bad. Yeah. yeah, chivo is a stinky meat. It is, man. But uh, my wife was on this kick about birria. She's been bugging me to go have birria. So we went to the hood and got ourselves birria. And now I can't stop fucking thinking about it. Yeah. And there are a couple of restaurants out here that just do others perfect birria but the, all the restaurants out here you you can only get it on the weekends yeah you can only get birria usually only on sunday some places do friday saturday and sunday but it's usually only sunday same thing with menudo you can only get menudo yeah. on the weekend some places will do that they'll have like the birria the, the menudo the barbacoa uh and the carnitas just on the weekends yeah. But uh, but like the birria ramen or ramen, ramen. I can't I can't like I'm like screwing up the pronunciation. Ramen. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. The birria ramen is is something I've been hunting for. There's a place in Chicago on Fullerton that I'm dying to find like try. But I'm hoping yeah. that there's a closer place because that's pretty far from me. But yeah. like but I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna to have to make the trek. I'm gonna see. Gotta if try I... that with some shirataki noodles. Oh, yeah, with shirataki noodles. I wonder that if that'll be good. I wonder if that'll work. Oh, but there's there's a brand. Uh, it's called Tapatio Ramen. It's a Mexican brand. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> make ramen. Yeah, yeah, Mexican ramen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It is it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> So anyway, uh, moving on. So anyway, once upon a time in China, speaking of the podcast being derailed. <laughs> uh, yes. So awesome movie. Uh, Wu Ping, Jet Li, awesome choreography. If you haven't seen it, you got to see that one. Um, anything else you want to add? Just see it. Yeah. See all of these movies, but see this one. See right? all. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm dipping back into the well. See this movie. And see Kung Fu Hustle, and then then see the rest of them. <laughs> yes. Fun fact: I didn't know this. Wu Ping did Kung Fu Hustle. I thought I mentioned that in. You may have, but uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. remember that far. I'm like a goldfish. <laughs> well, remember we were saying that the uh, fucking uh, 
Stephen Chow uh, never knew any kung fu. Never for knew real. any kung fu. Yeah, yeah. and so right. <laughs> yeah, don't look kung fu for that one. He's done all these <laughs> kung fu movies. Never actually knew kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so moving on, uh, we have Yip Man, uh, two thousand eight, directed by Wilson Yip. Uh, Wilson Yip did quite a few interesting movies, I, I believe Flashpoint and um, a Dragon Tiger Gate, yeah. which uh, which are very, very kind of stylistic and cool, well done martial arts movies. But uh, Yip Man really kind of takes the cake uh, with Donnie Yin starring as the, the, the main character, Yip Man. And now Yip Man is a i did we already talk about yip man i feel like yeah we last week we talked yip man yeah so just just kind of to quickly go over the points yip man is <clears throat> is a uh, master of wing chung uh he's a little bit of a rich boy right he's in a uh, and uh kind of a well-known master and it's uh again the theme that we were talking about in once upon a time in china the the word about kind of an invading force and in this case it's the japanese right mm -hmm. but man what amazing choreography yip man i, I love it i've i've watched yip man I, i've i've have you seen four yet no i haven't seen four yet oh dude probably none of it is true <laughs> but well, yeah. fantastic movie but um yip yip man is is just one of those movies where it's everything about it is so well done that it makes it a pleasure to watch. But on top of it is Donnie Yen. Yeah. And Donnie Yen, it just, the guy has presence. He always looks good. Always. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that man must have like a supernatural control over every muscle in his body. Because like all, even when he just smiles, like it's like a full body smile. You know, it's like he he's doing he's putting his individual parts of his body exactly where they need to be. You know, it's crazy. It, it's funny too because uh, Yip Man in real life is a small person. Like he's yeah, relatively. And Donnie Yen is a pretty tall dude. Yeah, and well, somehow he manages. I don't know through camera work or what. But just his or his posture, he makes himself look smaller. You know, he probably yeah. lost some weight for the role as well. Because I mean, he's generally yeah. pretty muscular, and he seemed to hide it pretty well in this in this role. Yeah, no, he he does. He looks delicate, uh, looks very slight, and he has these you know very very prescribed flowing movements. Um, it, it, yeah. It, Great movie, great performances all around. Yeah, we, we we spoke on Yip Man quite a bit. So if you guys really want to hear more about Yip Man, you can go to the previous podcast um, on, uh, and you can kind of skip around and find our talk on Yip Man. Because I, I, I feel like we've already kind of said everything we were going to say about Yip Man at it, this point. Yeah. Um, so let's, um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, my number two is Enter the Dragon, directed by Robert Close, uh, 1973, starring Bruce Lee. Yeah. 
Did we also talk about this one? No, we didn't talk about any of it. We very briefly touched on it while we were talking about Fist of Legend. Yes. So Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee. So like, I love this movie, but I don't watch it as often as I do the others. I watch the others quite often um, still. But like Enter the Dragon is one of those movies that I feel that they could have just concentrated on the tournament part of it. Yeah. And it would have right. been an, an amazing movie. But they kind of put all this other weird kind of spy stuff in it. Yeah. that's the, And that's where I kind of like why I would choose Fist of Fury over another dragon when it comes to Bruce Lee movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the spy stuff, you know, obviously, you know, this came out while, while James Bond was super popular and taking the world by storm, you know. And so they, they they throw some of this this spy stuff into it, and like you had um, what Blackjack Joe, right? Yeah, was was a CIA operative or something like that, right? It was really weird, yeah. You know, and and he was, I, I, it, it's convoluted in the in the way that that many kung fu movies are convoluted, but like so so like yeah, I could have done totally without the spy stuff aspect of it that that. That didn't help the movie you know no um and like the um there is some great over-the-top stuff in it though so like the big bad guy has the the interchangeable hands yeah and so like he has a claw and he has a <laughs> hand that's like it's kind of like a freddy krueger hand yeah yeah where it's like blades and you have that 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 you know that the the hallmark of this movie the 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 mirror funhouse mirror um fight that's a great fight you know where he you know he has to kind of figure out the mirrors to figure out where the attack is coming from and then he just starts breaking all the mirrors and then they have kind of the final showdown yeah that's that's a classic fight that's got to be one of the like the, the top 10 coolest fight scenes in, it, in kung fu history you know i i feel like it's super iconic and, and again yeah. i think that's one of the reasons why he's so he's been so influential is just some of some of the imagery in, in some of these movies have been just fantastic and so influential yeah. um uh we've we spoke on um on the on the last movie where he in the in the last podcast where he's fighting all the japanese guys and he's you know, in Fist of Fury, where he's like in the center and he's fighting all these Japanese guys. That scene is iconic. This has another iconic scene, like you're yeah. saying, the mirror scene. Uh, it, there's those all any scene with him fighting in in the tournament area. Yeah, is iconic, right? But like you you see it at all the posters. If you go to Pinterest and type in Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon, yeah. you're going to see Bruce Lee standing. You know, in, in a certain way, with yeah. the scratches on his face, because that yep. claw bad guy clawed him up, right? Clawed him up. Yep. And so it, it's he's he's just so influential. And the reason I picked this movie is because this movie, the idea of the tournament, uh, had such an influence on the genre going forward. I don't remember there sure. ever being a movie, a kung fu movie about a tournament. Yeah, like the, the Kumite plot. Right? Yeah, there's, there's so many movies of you know blood sport, kickboxer, which is basically blood sport. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah there's yeah blood sport there's even like mortal Kombat, you know which is kind of yeah totally weird you know but yeah but it, it it's it's made such an influence on the genre and um and and it's funny because it made that particular influence in terms of like this is the story it's about a tournament and it but it didn't kind of like follow through with it like how much more iconic could this movie have been if he was fighting in this tournament i mean even karate even karate kid has a tournament in it you know yeah right so it's just like um it, it's it's so well known for that um and you know the funny thing about enter the dragon is all the stories kind of revolving around this yeah is, is that he Bruce Lee would be on the side talking to the director or the writer or whoever and they're going over the scene and he's like talking about what to do in this scene so they're rewriting stuff on the set right mm. and, and or maybe blocking who knows what they're doing so that he's talking to directors or whatever about the scene and then you could see in the crowd of people because they had all these extras right in in the geese and these extras would be sitting uh, standing off to the side and they'll be talking to each other right? and there'll be like some murmuring between them and then finally one of them gets the balls steps forward and does some kind of weird bow thing and challenges bruce lee to a fight so this is crazy on the set of enter the dragon somebody didn't like bruce lee figured they could take him, right? <laughs> and Bruce would be like, okay, hold on. Um, here, can you take this? I'll be right back. He goes over, you know, does whatever, kicks the fucking crap out of the guy. Yeah. In seconds, because he was just that fast. And Because he's Bruce Lee. Because yeah. he's Bruce Lee. And he comes back to the to the director or whoever, and he was like, so where were we? And he's like, oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And like, like, it didn't even happen. Right. And I guess that yeah. was happening like all the time on that set. He was just beating the shit out of the extras. <laughs> Every other day, some extra get the fucking nerve to like fight him. And he, you know, it. there, there are some times where I got to admit, like all of the Bruce Lee legends are like, okay, so how much is this is crap? You know, yeah. you got to yeah. wonder, right? You got to wonder. I, I, I think it's awesome. I think it is awesome. Yeah, I I don't think it's crap. I think I think especially in this part, like knowing how fast he was and how yeah. effective Wing Chun was, and what he was kind of trying to come up with in terms of his own like growth as a martial artist. Because I mean, let's I mean, let's be honest. Bruce Lee is the father or the grandfather of MMA, right? So he was sure. already mixing. Yep martial arts and looking for what was effective not what was colorful right right so on this set he was probably the most advanced progressive martial artist there right in terms of like mm -hmm. his technique and you still had people on the set doing classical martial arts thinking that it was effective not trying right. boxing not trying anything just trying some flowery kind of fancy martial art and then Bruce is basically mixing, you know, Taekwondo kicks with Wing Chun, with boxing, with all this stuff, right? So you get this guy who's basically just, you know, a, a theoretical fighter challenging Bruce Lee, who's an actual fighter. 
Yeah. And Bruce is kicking the shit out of him because he's just fucking not, he's cut all, all the fat off of his martial arts. And so right. he's kicking the shit out of people. You know, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Plus, he's so fast. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, Wing Chun does have things, I believe, where they cut angles and stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know how far advanced he was in Wing Chun, but maybe he was doing stuff like that. And if he... Well, you know, he was taught by Ip Man. Yeah. So he may have been very advanced. Yeah. So he, he was just probably plastering people. You know? Poor little, yeah. poor little extras. <laughs> we, yeah. We just had no idea how to fight you know, the way he was fighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they probably never seen anything like him, you know, especially someone yeah. as fast as him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It being hit as hard as, as Bruce Lee was probably hitting him. Yeah. Because, I mean, some of these, I don't know what some of these styles actually practice, but, you know, they're probably just touching each other, popping each other a little bit, you know? And Bruce is going for the kill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. So it, it was, it's uh, a, it's just the myth of the of Bruce Lee in general is is what I enjoy most about these movies, um, but like Enter the Dragon, like fuck man, it like it totally influenced Bloodsport, right? Clearly, uh, yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I believe Bruce was actually the one who directed the choreography, but I'm not really sure on that piece of it. But anyway, anything else you want to add to Enter the Dragon? No, no. Just that I, I think Fist of Fury is a better movie. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue which one is the better movie. Um, obviously, I think the worst of his movies is is um, Game of Death. Well, yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, that's basically a clip, a clip show. Yeah, you could you can watch all the pieces that he actually done on YouTube, right? Yeah, but I mean, even that movie, a movie that's not even finished, yeah, is is more well known for again the the iconography that he created, like that yellow suit. Yeah, everybody knows where that suit from is from. Even right. in yeah. Kill Bill, they honor that movie. Yeah, with with the bride wearing or beatrice wearing that fucking suit it's amazing yep. it's how influential yep. it, it is it was cool too right the yellow yeah. and oh, black yeah. suit yeah absolutely yeah so killer now killer so now for my number one most favorite movie dude i think i saw this movie on repeat like forever uh when i was a kid um, Drunken Master 2 made in 1994 yep. uh, directed by Chia Ling Lu who is also the director and star of Mad Monkey Kung Fu uh, the, now there's a problem with this movie because it was later finished or finished being directed by Jackie Chan the problem with this movie is, is that Chia Ling Lu uh, had a problem with, I think, how the martial arts was being depicted in this movie. He disagreed with Jackie on on what this movie was looking like. He didn't like it, 
And so they kind of butted heads and midway through the production, Chia Ling Lu leaves. So I don't know where that happens, but I, it, Chia Ling Lu is in the movie as well. He's that, the little guy who gets axed in the back in that, yeah. in that crazy pole street uh, scene in the, uh, in the restaurant. In the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets killed off in the middle of the movie. And I don't know if maybe that's when he left or because I don't know if they actually sh- shoot these movies in, in sequence. In sequence. Mm. I, I, I don't know how China does their production. I know they don't do that here in the United States or yeah. United, or American productions don't actually do that. But I don't know if they do that in in Hong Kong. But but man, this movie is amazing. Right. I mean, it starts yeah. like. Uh, and it's another Wu Ping joke. And is it another Wu Ping joint? I think so. Uh, uh, I, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up too. Like, I, but but keep talking, keep talking. So, funny thing, Anita Mui plays Jackie's mother, and I forget the name of the uh, male actress that plays his father. Who who's? But Jackie Chan is playing Wong Fei Hong. He's he's reprising his role in Drunken Master One, the the movie that we talked in the first podcast. I this is my favorite movie because the martial arts in this movie is so fucking awesome. There's some crazy ass stunts. There's yeah. so much kung fu in it. There's just and and so much creativity and and just bizarreness because of the drunken fist, right? But um, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Chia Ling Lu's character fights Wong Fei Hong, Jackie Chan. And, you know, he's chasing him through the train and there's all this crazy fighting under the train and it is fucking fantastic, bro. Yeah, like, that train pow. fight. And that's what Jackie Chan does. You know, he kind of does this combination uh, uh, Kung Fu parkour movie. Yeah. You know? And, and, and he's doing it on the train that train scene is one of the best scenes in martial arts movie history. I swear. Yeah. Oh, I, I think there's so many things about this movie. That's just fucking amazing. So there's that scene under the train, right. And then, you know, at one point they, you know, the, you know, Chia Leung Lung's character and Jackie Chan run out into some field and Jackie's chasing this guy. This fight scene lasts like 10 minutes or something. It's like in the beginning of the movie. And, and so they're fighting. And then he's like, oh, you, you know, you know, chilling Moon's character is like, oh, you, you know, uh, drunken fist. And he's like, yeah, I'm, a, you know, I'm a master or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, it's okay. But you know, you got no power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Which is kind of like a theme that happens throughout the movie where he doesn't have any power. Cause he's not actually drunk, you know? And yeah. so, so uh, apparently, you know, he's only his kung fu is only powerful if he gets drunk, and uh, it, it that that was hilarious to me. But it's funny because, like I was saying, Anita Mui, I think it's like thirty nine or something in the movie, um, and she plays Jackie Chan's mom, right? And she, she plays Jackie Chan's mom. I think Jackie's like forty five in the movie. He's supposed to be an eighteen year old kid. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. yeah. And then um and then uh the dad was only like a year younger than Jackie. 
And he, yeah. he, he this is right. like, so everybody's like, Jackie's like older than everybody who's supposed to be his parents. And he's supposed to be an yeah. 18 year old boy. And I'm like, okay, dude, yeah. like, like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> like, you just don't tell me you're 18. I don't care what's going on. Just give me more of the drunken fist kung fu here. Cause it's, yeah, right. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's dispense with the stories. But even so, the story here, it's the theme of uh, the foreign invaders, right? The foreigners stealing uh, Chinese cultural artifacts and tre- treasures and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, and Jackie sort of gets looped into basically the like a Chinese secret police officer's one man quest to, to stop that. Yeah. So you have that train fight and then you have the pole fight in the restaurant. But the big thing is the, the fight in the forge. Yes. Is they're heating the metal where Jackie Chan actually got burned yes. on his arm. Yeah. And, and that's that the other fight. thing. And that's the other thing about Jackie Chan is just like, he doesn't rely on the wire Kung Fu, which is like a complete opposite kind of direction that like movies yeah. like once upon a time in China does. They, that rely on the wire foo, right? He does all his own stunts. He does, and it's all real shit. It's all like stuff that he's actually doing, right? There are times he uses wire to do certain weird yeah. things. Well, it, usually, yeah, there's wire work in this movie, but it's not like, it's not informing the stylistic tendencies of the fights you know not like once upon in time in china or house of flying daggers or crouching tiger hidden dragon you know not like those movies where it's the definitive element of the style it's just that like there, there are stunts in this movie where there's clearly some wire work going on but it's it's like a like a like just a little something extra you yeah. know it's not it, it's not what makes the moves possible right it's not to make the make things look more fantastical like 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 not to make it like a wuxia movie where it's it's mystical yeah it's like no it's just to to make the the stunts come off a little bit more dramatic a a little bit more spectacular i think i think there's a a more of a safety aspect yeah uh, to his wire work if he uses wires at all because he does use wires in like movies like rush hour and stuff like that yeah yeah but i mean he's free falling he's actually yeah. falling but he's i think they have a wire on him just so that he doesn't actually fucking right. tumble to his death you know like right yeah but uh but in there's movies where he uses a stunt double for like the stupidest things <laughs> and it's like <laughs> It's it's like weird. It's like okay, oh he used you know I heard people oh he uses a stunt double in that movie. I'm like, dude, he used a stunt double to throw a spinning hook kick. He, <laughs> he like twisted his ankle or he had like a broken rib or something and he couldn't lift his leg, so he used us he 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 had a stunt double to throw a kick, one <laughs> unique <laughs> kick because he felt he needed it, not because yeah. he 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 was like doing something dangerous. It was because yeah. he he couldn't spin. <laughs> it was yeah, like, that like yeah. Like, because I, I heard this, I'm like, no, not Jackie, you know? And so I go yeah. dive into it and he's just like, yeah, that's when he uses a stunt double. He uses a stunt double for like the weirdest things. It's never to yeah. like replace him during a very dangerous stunt. It's to like do the weirdest things. Yeah. You know, that that yeah. he 
that for whatever reason he doesn't like the way he looks or uh he needs or he's injured or something like that but it's not yeah. because because i mean you've seen in movies like um roman lebronx the dude runs around in a fucking cast in the end yeah. of the movie. he puts on a sock yeah. that looks like a gym shoe that they painted like yeah. a gym shoe and he yeah. runs around doing stunts yeah you know, like he could have very easily gotten a fucking stunt double to do all that shit, but he didn't, sure, you know, right. So like, why would he fucking do a stunt? Why would he need a stunt double to do anything else when he's doing dangerous shit with a fucking broken leg? Yeah, like, like no, like the dude, the dude, he he does use a stunt double, but again, well, yeah, and he's he's kind of earned the right to use a stunt double, frankly, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, the man's like sixty five or some shit right now, mm-hmm. and he's still kicking ass. Right. So, right. Yep. So, although there hasn't been anything big recently, he's got a movie that came out recently. It's called Vanguard. Okay. And it's out in theaters right now. I think. Um, oh, this is a great time for a movie to be in theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Jackie, but I'm not gonna go see this movie. No. Uh, but um, but there's all the pro- there's all the problems with it with with just Jackie Chan is in general. I guess he's very uh. Uh, I forgot what they call him, um, but people call him like the tool of the government or some shit like that. What? Yeah, apparently he's like, you know, he's a big, you know, uh, Chinese government guy. So, you know, but I, I think I, I th- here's and here's what I speculate about the man. My, my thinking is, is that he uh, has seen what happens to uh like people like bruce lee who yeah. were like fuck you i'm not doing this fuck you i'm not yeah. giving you money fuck you i'm not you know just because i'm chinese that means you can fucking take my money you know i don't think jackie thinks like that i think jackie's like i want to be alive <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah because i mean there's all these rumors with bruce lee right that he was like killed off by the triads that he was maybe killed mm-hmm. off by the government because people asked him for money or they wanted something from him and he was like fuck you no Bruce Lee was too much of a fucking badass. He was too, too much of a man. Too much, you know. He was too macho to like give in to bullies, right? Yeah. And so I, you know, the rumor is is that the triads killed him, that they poisoned him, and that's why he had that thing happen to him, where his brain inflated or whatever. Like he had a swelling of the brain. Uh, they they think it it was murder. But who knows? And so I who think knows? I think Jackie kind of thinks about that and worries about it. And rather rather than you know uh, stand up to shit like that, kind of goes with the flow and kind of tries to make things happen his way. Yeah. But, but in doing so, it doesn't make him look very good. Well, now I mean, at a certain point, everybody's going to choose to take the path of least resistance. You know. And if the path of least resistance is that, then that's what he's going to do. And, you know, fine for him. There's, I don't think at any point any celebrity signs a contract that says I'm going to be a force for social justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, um, you know, on the other hand, like, it'd be great if there were more celebrities who were a force for social justice. Uh, but, you know, I, it's not like his obligation to do anything other than what he wants to do. Yeah. And you know i yeah and, and like who who is he he is just an actor 
right? I mean, why, why is he supposed to like? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to excuse him, right, from maybe possibly taking a more uh, aggressive role against, you know, possibly that could be an oppressive government. Maybe he doesn't see it that way. Maybe I don't know. I don't you know, know what it's. I don't know what it's like in China. I don't know what it's like with Jackie. No. It's it's not my place to say. But and yeah, I mean, I as much as I really am a super liberal guy, I also think that we tend to like almost as a hobby pass moral judgment on people. Yeah like any of us are qualified to be passing moral judgment on people, you know? Um, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, there are times when it's obvious, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, pass judgment, but like when it comes to a guy who makes martial arts movies and what, like, is it like his duty to be like a UNICEF ambassador or something like, no, it's not. It'd yeah. be nice if he was, but it's not his duty. He doesn't owe anybody that, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm not going to call the man stupid because I don't think he is, but I mean, you got to, there are some things that you have to be kind of, kind of knowledgeable, right? Yeah. Or, or right? at least kind of thought of. I don't know if Jackie really has his head in that kind of space. So, I mean, I'm not going to judge the man for that, but at least going back to some of the stunts in this movie like that fire stunt where he he gets flipped onto the coals yeah he he did that not once but twice right yeah like, and the second time was after he got burned yes yes yeah. and, I, and i was like jesus christ like mm. it, it was it's one of like the stunts that I see kind of the most different between all the other stunts that he has done. Cause some of the stunts that he has done in movies are, are very scary kind of dangerous stunts in terms of like, he's jumping over stuff. Right. But yeah. the, the risk is there, but he always kind of like nothing, at least on film, like in, in terms of the story, shit doesn't happen to him. Of course there's armor of God, where he was jumping from like a wall to a tree and it was very routine jump. And then he falls and cracks his head open. And it was, you know, it, it was one of the most deadly kind of scenes, which could have been, which should have been one of the most kind of routine stunts that he has had. Yeah. But I and mean, that's when the accident happened. And that's when the accident happened. Um, of all the stunts, and it's funny because I've had him, like I, I've had him, I've heard him speak on, on that particular stunt. He jumps from the wall to the tree. And um, and as he's falling, there was a Chinese, there was a, a European um, cameraman under him. And the cameraman, you know, a, a Chinese choreographer or um, cinematographer would have, you know, move the camera and push Jackie in midair. He would have caught yeah. Jackie and made it so that he uh, doesn't hit the ground so hard, right? The cameraman saw Jackie coming down, grabbed the camera and ran yeah. because he valued yeah. Jackie the more camera. than, more, yeah. I mean, the camera more than Jackie. 
yeah. which is like the Chinese way of thinking is probably smarter, right? You could get another <laughs> camera, but you can't get another Jackie to finish yeah. the movie. So, um, so he ended up in the hospital. He had that hole and all that stuff. So, I mean, a lot of his scary stunts have stuff to do with glass or jumping through stuff. And they, you know, does he get hurt? Yeah, but it's not, it, it's kind of like, uh, it, it's kind of, uh, it's not like the immediate threat of the thing that he's doing. Right. Uh, yeah. In this particular stunt, it was almost masochistic. Cause it was like, you're going to get burned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't see how this is, this is different than the other stunts that he's done. Yeah. You know, cause he is definitely shit. Definitely going to happen to him. Like he knows. Right. Yeah. It, and not only does he do it once, he does it twice. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's just nuts. Uh, I don't, I, I it, it's I love this movie. Um, that particular stunt, not my favorite of his stunts. But it is a pretty spectacular stunt. It's still pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like um, but there's still stunts in this movie, right? There's like uh stuff being dropped on him, he's moving out of the way, yeah. you know. And yeah. he, but there's a quite a bit of fire kind of stuff going on. Right. A lot of environmental hazards, yeah. Yeah, and, and one thing that is brought into this movie from the first Drunken Master that I still love is like his dad just has n- no patience for him whatsoever. <laughs> his his dad is just like I disown you, and it was like he beats him like he because because he always drinks to do the drunken kung fu, and then yeah. his father bans him from drunken kung fu, and uh, and then he gets caught drunk but it was because he was attacked and yeah. you know and but his dad doesn't even ask he's like i told you and just beats him mercilessly <laughs> just, <laughs> just beats him yeah right yeah yeah i i that's i find that hilarious too I, and i didn't um as as this you know and it's funny it took it took me watching uh drunken master one over again to realize oh yeah the dad is still a jerk. <laughs> like he, yeah. he's always yeah. been a jerk. Like he's always been that that guy who beats the shit out of his son. You know, it's just yeah, like, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, you know, to to be fair, maybe maybe Fei Hung in in the Drunken Master movies is just a, a an awful little son of a bitch, you know, and <laughs> and like encourage incorrigible child, and and his dad's at his wit's end. You know, maybe that's the case. Maybe maybe it's like one of those um those like like juvenile boot camp uh episodes of like old daytime tv shows where it's like i don't even know what to do with this kid take him to boot camp Maybe yeah. Him. <laughs> right? yeah yeah well, it's funny because jackie chan is playing wong fei hong and so is jet lee and their take on so different it's so different <laughs> so different so So completely different um but yeah it's like it's like uh i mean jackie's still heroic in the end right or wong fei hung is still heroic in both in both movies and at least in the end in drunken master he says he's less of an ad or like a little you know juvenile delinquent and more of a hero towards the end right because he yeah he stops the bad guys from taking all these you know yeah chinese treasures but um 
but uh, one of the things I want to I want to make sure that I I bring up is that in Drunken Master, the kung fu is outstanding. It is oh. by far my favorite kung fu movie. It it, it does not compare to anything, uh, at least for me. It does not compare to anything before it. There's nothing. There's nothing better after it that I have seen. I and I wish yeah that I could forget the movie so I could watch it with fresh eyes again. And yeah. every time I show this movie to someone new, I I and see their face in the to have that wonder of like wow this is amazing. Like I I showed this to my son. Um, not too long ago and he thought it was amazing and of course you yeah. know he got up and he started doing the you know because he he does the that monkey, the, yeah yeah the, well he did that with the monkey the drunken kung fu yeah he did that with a monkey kung fu and he did this he did he does this with every fucking kung fu movie and it was the worst with yip man but because yeah, yeah. i did like when i showed him yip man he was like i don't know like four or five yeah and i did not expect this i was sitting there I was just watching Yip Man, you know, and I was showing it to him. Like, I've seen this movie. I'm going to show it to my son. My son's watching Yip Man. And I'm like, look, isn't this cool? And he's like, you know, and then there's a break in the action. They start telling some more story, you know, and then he turns around and he starts kicking the shit out of me. Man. <laughs> yeah. He's just created, you've created a, what, a little 10 year old Kung Fu assassin. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, and it's just like every, and, and then the, the movie would come back into a Kung Fu fighting scene and he, he sit and watch. And then there's a break in the action, more story comes around and he just starts kicking the shit out of me. He starts doing Kung Fu. So like, you know, or what he thinks is Kung Fu. So now like I know what to expect. And so I don't get like kicked in the nuts or, Popped in the throat and shit. Because that's what happens with this kid when you're sitting next to him. You're sitting next to him. And whatever he sees in the movie, he thinks he could do to me. You know, he turns around, yeah. chops me in the throat. I'm like. <laughs> and I, I bet he's fast, too. Well, he probably see, happens before you even know. He's, well, it's very like you don't know it's coming, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, so now I just, you know, when I see a Kung Fu movie, I, I sit there next to him with a cup and a helmet. Yeah. And then just brace yeah. myself. <laughs> but uh, but like that one of those like like the bear proof suits on. Oh, dude, next <laughs> that's the only way you can watch a kung fu movie next, you know, and and not get hurt. <laughs> but like uh, you know, it happens. It happened with every Yip Man movie. And, you know, we saw Yip Man four. That's what happened with Yip Man. He kicked the shit out of me while we were watching the movie. And I'm like, dude, I want to watch the movie. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet. Can we wait? You know, you kick my ass later. But, you know, like, you know, in the middle of the day. We'll, we'll watch Rush Hour after this. You can kick my ass all the way through that movie. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, like uh, now that we're all at home and stuff, you know, he's he's learning at home. He's got the, you know, the Zoom class, yeah. classes and all that shit. So, um, you know, I'll take a break, go downstairs to get some coffee. And if he's, you know, not in class... There's like, there's always to be expected in the middle of the kitchen, a Kung Fu fight. He yeah. comes, uh, he, he, he hears me, comes down, he jumps out of the dining room and then just comes right at me going, ha, 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 ha. and I have to get ready to like oh, defend my balls. Cause that's how short he is. You know, he's not thinking about punching me in the head. He's just going straight, you know, straight forward. 
And so he's like, basically, you should, just you trying to start. You should start training him, dude, and and, and start doing some of those just the, those training sequences that are just like it's it's not even about learning company. It's just about <laughs> being a bastard. Yeah, you know. Well, I need I need one of those uh, like uh, long stairways so I can have him carry water <laughs> up and down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Or or just start like like not even like telling him just basically start teaching him BJJ by doing it on him. It's oh. like he he ambushes you with some kung fu and it's like whoa you got him locked up yeah. on the floor. There you goes know. your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I can Mister Miyagi his ass when he like just wax the floor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, but um, so then uh, but like in this in this kung fu movie. Uh, it's great because in the end he's fighting Ken Lo, who I took a picture with, by the way. Um, nice. I have a picture with Tommy Wiseau. Who's Tommy Wiseau? You know Tommy Wiseau from I, the room? You you've never seen the room? No, I don't know. Oh God. Well, okay. that's another episode. That's a whole nother episode. Okay, I I will I'll go <laughs> check out the room then. The room. I, I can see. I can see your disappointment in me. I, I'm gonna have to go watch the room tonight or something. Uh, it, it, dude, it's it be it it's beyond description. Is it a horror movie or what is it? No, it's it, it it doesn't fit into any genre. It's it's like the worst serious attempt at a movie ever. <laughs> it's like I, I can't. I don't even know what to say about it um other like this guy took six million dollars out of his own pocket decided he knew how to make a movie made a movie and the results speak for themselves oh that's so <laughs> bad i feel bad for a guy like that because no but but the thing is it's become this huge cult sensation and he does screenings for this thing like all over the world he's he's making he's doing fine He's making plenty of money. Okay, good. But good it's for... it's like an iconic movie on the basis of being so bad. I, I, like it's it's so bad it's almost not even a movie. You know? <laughs> like it's not it's not bad in the same way that Plan Nine from Outer Space is bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad in ways that are beyond description. I um, you know, it, for a long time my my dream was to make a was to be to be my own kung fu b-movie action star like i didn't want to be a that would be awesome i didn't want to be like a hollywood movie star i wanted to be like yeah. a b-movie i wanted to be like, like a, straight to video guy yeah like michael parade yeah or, or, or don the dragon wilson you know yeah <laughs> yeah right you know uh they you know but but worse yeah <laughs> um and it's funny because <laughs> that movie's been made <laughs> you know that, that oh sure like yeah. uh there's how uh, what is it turbo kid something turbo rather? kid do you, know ah. what, do you know what i'm talking about yes and that movie is a phenomenal really damn it i love that movie you see someone have you, have you seen it and you don't like it i haven't seen it i've been wanting ah. to see it there's so much to watch, you know, like it's oh, just, it, 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 that movie is phenomenal. It, you got to see it. You okay. got to see it. I, I, it's on my list. There, I mean, for, for, for being a quote unquote 
film buff. There is yeah. plenty of there's plenty of lacking in the buffiness of the buff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but Turbo Kid is one of those movies where it's like bad and cheesy on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? But it's done really well. Yeah. See, that's that's what I want to do. Like my own kung fu version of like uh the the space Nazis. What's the name of that space Nazi movie? Oh, uh uh Iron uh Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Yes. Uh, that movie is awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you should see it. Have you seen Kung Fury? No, no, that's another one in kind of like the same like vein. You, you gotta see Kung Fury. Kung Fury, uh Turbo Kid, The Room. <laughs> Look at all the homework you're giving me. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> Kung Fury. Both of my parents were teachers, man. It comes by by naturally. <laughs> like a knee-jerk reaction. Don't know what else to do. Assign homework. <laughs> Turbo Kid. What other one did we say? Turbo Kid, Kung Fury. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Yeah. I tried to watch that one where there's like the zombie Nazis that come out of the ground. Oh, that one wasn't great. Oh, I felt I didn't I, like that one. I tried to watch it and I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. But a uh, Nazi fries. Uh, a Nazi movie. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so one funny thing about the Drunken Master 2, and then we can kind of put this to bed, is um Drunken Master 2 has a few different versions of it and um each one kind of weirder than the next right and uh the most notable difference uh between a couple of the versions is is uh the ending right um the ending is left off in the version of drunken master 2 known as legend of drunken master because in the original Drunken Master 2, uh, Jackie Chan, in order to defeat the bad guy who's played by Ken Lo, um, drinks, uh, what is it, like uh, like professional grade alcohol. Right? Yeah, basically Everclear. Yeah, and, and just goes ape shit on Ken Lo and kicks his ass becomes like superhuman drunken master yeah. guy yeah and and just does some amazing shit right and kicks his ass um in the end of the movie you know he finishes the fight he blows a couple of weird bubbles out of his mouth looks yep. at the camera and then falls on his face right this following scene is of you know his mother and a bunch of people talking about, you know, how is this guy doing? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's all right. But you know, he's like, you know, he, he hasn't been able to talk. And he's like, why? Well, now there's something wrong with his brain from all the alcohol. <laughs> like I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what they said. And so then they, 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 you know, the next shot is Jackie coming in and he's, you know, mentally not correct you know like he's (laughs) he's acting like he's you know like either mentally ill or whatever right and and he can't talk and he's stumbling and his hands are curled up kind of weird and 
He's just making weird faces. And that was played for laughs, right? Yeah. So that piece, of course, is insensitive uh, and has been shaved off um, on the in the Legend of Drunken Master, which is the American version or the American. Yeah, the American yeah. version of Drunken Master 2. And that also has changes in the dub. And uh, the dub, um, I think it is primarily dub. I don't know if there is any kind of uh, true to a conversation like uh, subtitles in this, but the 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 dub changes the actual thing that was said in the original movie. Like I don't know, I I I don't know how I know this. I, I think I, I one time went to Chinatown and rented Drunken Master Two, and mm. they had the like the two tapes or something where I actually saw the movies. Um, but like there's a lot of things they changed into in terms of what they actually said and the most notable or most recognizable change that they made was how they referred to the female kung fu per, uh, part of of the drunken fist when he's fighting the those guys in that little market plaza mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and there's a you know it's minor dialogue stuff but it, I remember thinking, like, that's not what he said, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of that in Drunk, in Legend of Drunken Master. Now, yeah. there's supposed to be, like, a super-duper Drunken Master 2 set that is, like, that has the correct version of everything, doesn't have anything cut off. Because I think Legend of Drunken Master 2 also kind of cuts off the, the ends of it. It's not, it's like, I think it still has the letterbox. But the letterbox is not wide enough for huh. the version that they actually shot on. So I think there's also problems in terms of the aspect ratio for the film. Uh, so there is, like I said, a super duper version out there. Uh, it's like, you know, you know, it's the collector's edition, et cetera. Yeah. It comes in a nice box. It's like $300, whatever it is. So, I mean, I love Drunken Master. So it's a version I'm never going to see. It's a version you may not even be able to get if, yeah, uh, right. if even if you, even if you had the money, you know, like, like I don't, I don't have $300 to spend on, on a collector's piece on a, of, on a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even if I did, even if I had like, fuck you money, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I may not be able to get it because it's so right. rare, you know? Right. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, um, couple of things i wanted to mention uh, my honorable mentions that i have on my list of kung fu movies because i love kung fu movies so much um i have a long list and so if you've if you like my choices you should definitely see project day one and two uh yes fist of the north star which is an anime uh Po Long, which is the kill zone. Meals on Wheels has a scene with Jackie versus a kickboxer. Uh, it is one of the most hilarious scenes in terms of what happens in the background. Because at one point, uh, the kickboxer, his name is Benny the J Urquides, right? An okay. actual badass kickboxer. Uh, he would do flips in the ring after he would win. He was just so well known and so crazy. Jackie yeah. hired him to be the bad guy in this movie, right? And so the guy, he wasn't used to not hitting people, right? So they would right. 
they would do the fight scene and the dude kept hitting Jackie Chan in the middle of the fight scene. And so at one point, Jackie got so fed up with it. He turns to the guy and he says, all right, that's it. I've had it. You and I, were going to fight for real. And Benny Okita is being the bad as he is. He's like, all right, let's do it whenever you want. You know? So then, you know, this movie is a movie that's made not only with Jackie Chan, but Yong Byu and Sammo Hung, right? Sammo right. Hung takes Jackie aside and says, hey, Jackie, come over here. Let me show you something, right? He sits him down, puts in a bunch of tapes of this guy's fights, shows him <laughs> that Jackie has no chance. Sammo Hung is like gently telling him, dude, you need to chill the fuck out because this guy will kick your ass, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so then, you know, later on, they continue to fight scenes or whatever. And then so dude pops him. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, Jackie's like, it's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Accidents <laughs> happen. It's fine. Uh, then there's a Forbidden Kingdom. Forbidden Kingdom is, is, is uh, honorable mention only because you have Jet Li and Jackie Chan yeah. in a fight scene where Jackie is doing Drunken Fist. And it is a scene... Although maybe a few years too late, but it is a scene that will never happen again. You know, two masters in, in an amazing kung fu scene. It is, it is just, it's phenomenal that it happened at all, but the scene itself is, is awesome. And it goes on yeah. forever. It goes on forever. Um, of course... Five Deadly Venoms, because it's a classic. You have to watch it. Um, Raging Phoenix. Amazing. Raging Phoenix is, is, is a wild flick. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's a treat. Uh, I don't know if it makes much sense in terms of plot, but it's, it's, kung f it's, it's Muay Thai with uh, breakdancing and drunken kind of fist yeah. in it. It's yeah, it's a spectacle. And Ung Bak, you had it on your list. It, we talked about yeah. it. I love Ung Bak. And of course, Bloodsport, because it was such a unique movie. It's a fun little movie. Uh, I've watched it. It doesn't hold up too well. It, it was never had. It never no, had. I mean, it was never great to begin with, but I mean, it's super fun. And it yeah. has Bolo Young in it. Right? Oh, yeah, Bolo Young. And, and Bo I would watch Bolo Young in anything. So he is an awesome bad guy in that movie. Yeah, he really is. And you know, it Bloodsport has the benefit of being about the fake life story of Frank Dukes. <laughs> oh yes. Right? And and like Frank Dukes is is just one of those like total iconic bullshit artists right? <laughs> who built this built this whole identity around himself that was all based in bullshit you know to the point where he got a movie made about him competing in his secret underground kumite you know and it's that much more fun because you're you're watching a movie based on bullshit it's <laughs> to be like this is a true story, you know? It even says that like right in the beginning. Not, It's not even like based on a true story. It's like, this story is true. Yeah. Right? Like like every detail. This, this happened. This really happened. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because uh, at the time, 
you know, I mean, everybody thought it was real. I mean, the director, I'm sure, the producers, everybody thought this was real shit until they, you know later on they yeah. found out that it was it was not. You know. Yeah. Right. Or uh, I, I'm willing to bet none of them cared. Like none of them could have given a shit as to whether this is true or not. They're making well, a movie, you know. Yeah. They're making a movie that nobody's expecting to get like awards or anything for it. So. Well, I I think the other thing too is is like if they thought it was real. Um, I mean, if they didn't think it was real, they wouldn't have put this based on a true story kind of deal on the movie. You know, I think they would have left that off and the movie would have been just fine, you know, but, Mm. you know, but they thought it was real. And so they had to tag it on there. And worth mentioning, this movie has this had to be one of Forrest Whitaker's first movies. You think so? Is super young. He looks like he's 12. You know? <laughs> he's playing an agent no like a yeah military he's like guy. a security agent from the the military to yeah. come and take frank dukes back because he's absent without leave to to fight in the kumite yeah after <laughs> after if now let's just if if i remember correctly let's get the movie straight he was a belgian street kid in San Francisco. Yeah. And he got taken in by a Japanese Bushido master. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and 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 taught taught the Bushido code and um uh uh jujitsu. Right? Uh-huh. martial arts, yeah. You know, uh and I think it's specifically jujitsu though. No, like, I, I think it was like like the ancient Japanese. You know, they made a big deal out of it. They did make they made a big deal of the name, and I can't remember the name. But I, I it yeah. was not jujitsu because yeah. I would think I would have because I saw it not too long ago. Again, I, but like not not Brazilian jujitsu, like classic, you know, classic Japanese jujitsu, Japanese yeah. jujitsu, right? Uh, I I could I don't know I, I whatever, but so so like it's just this ridiculous like. Oh, so, so this Belgian kid is just lost and wandering around the streets of San Francisco, or maybe it was Los Angeles. I don't know. No, he he breaks in. Yeah, he, he breaks into the guy's garden. Yeah, and then the guy beats the crap out of him, or or the guy's son beats the crap. Out exactly. Of him. Yeah, and then the guy takes him in as like a like an alternate son and and teaches him you know and well the he, son he, dies right yeah the son, the son died in the kumite oh i don't know i don't know how the son died i think he died in the military no whatever the son dies yeah and then <laughs> and then <laughs> whatever and the then son it, dies and then and then it becomes frank dukes's uh like debt of honor to go compete in the kumite uh, while while his adoptive father is on his deathbed yeah like, yeah like he uh but i mean no like frank dukes's uh father like frank dukes has parents in this story he just uh but he just decides like uh, but like they needed the the old man tanaka the tanaka guy he needed he needed a, a basically a practice dummy for his so, yeah 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 right it's because there is a point where they were where like the frank duke's character as a boy turns around and says well why are you why aren't you training me i'm just sitting here getting my ass kicked by your son 
<laughs> and that, and then there's, um, oh no, the, the training montage is in Kickboxer where it's just the, the, the old Muay Thai master just basically torturing the shit out of Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. for like months at a time. Well, no, no, there's, you know? there's a little bit of that here. They, they, they oh, but there, there's that here. There's the training montage here, but it's not with the little old Muay Thai master. It's with Tanaka-san. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, the, the old man Tanaka also has him strapped up to a tree or yeah. something. And- yeah, like the stretching. Yeah. The stretching machine. The, like, the, yeah, we, like we get tied it. to a rack. Yeah. Tied to a rack. <laughs> and then he's just like cranking the rope and stretching this guy, like pulling him in four pieces. And he's like, ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, the, the movies is so that movie is just so awesome. It's just uh there's like all these movies are fun. That movie is probably like less in terms of like uh like the kung fu spectacle uh, spectacle part of it is kind of like yeah. not up to par but it's just it's a fun ride the other movies yeah. are like way better in terms of like that oh sure of it you know the choreography but i mean there's there's a lot of sentimentality wrapped up in blood sport right oh, like it's jean claude sure. van damme it's the 80s it's you know that fucking guy was my hero bro i wanted to be jean claude van damme except yeah. you know lower <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted. I wanted. I didn't want to be in the Hollywood movie. I wanted to be a B movie guy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would have been Edgar straight to video. Otra vez. Otra vez. That would be so awesome. Have my own kung fu movie. You could have your own production vi- production company called Otra Video. Otra video. Otra. We only we only make the other videos. The other videos. <laughs> We only make the other video. Yeah, there's the Hollywood, and then there's the other. <laughs> You've heard of Hollywood? This is Otra Vez. <laughs> that would be awesome. I have a little town, Otra Vez town. <laughs> it's right there in the name. It's something else. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But uh, but okay. So I guess I guess we should jump off. Um, I think we hit all the notes, uh, all the ones I could think of. Anyway, anything else you want to add? No, other than let's start up this production studio. Well, you know, I've been thinking. Uh, you know, since I was making those um, those musical episodes with Emily, yeah, and we're doing the kung fu episodes. I'm thinking I should make a kung fu musical. And, it, and if I could say, absolutely, <laughs> dude, absolutely, I was, I was joking. You like, you like, love the idea. No, we, <laughs> do it. We gotta do it now. Well, Kung Fu musical. It could be just like Zadoichi, where it's you know, it wasn't a musical, but they had that big dance number at the end. Yeah, no, no, no big dance. It's just singing and dancing just throughout the whole thing. Dancing. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. How's but, your singing voice? Oh no, fuck this. I'm directing. <laughs> I know my limits. I'm gonna direct. <laughs> I'm gonna write and direct. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to take my attention away from the from the actual craft. I want to just direct my kung Off fu on the sidelines shouting at the at the uh, the musicians i said allegro god damn it allegro <laughs> yes 
Yes, more, more flair, more <laughs> happy, more figures. everything. Yes, because I mean, what is jazz hands? Jazz hands, God jazz damn it. hands. Jazz yes, hands. there you go. That's what I was looking for. You see, I, I need to practice my <laughs> uh, my dance lingo. But yeah, like that would be the that would be the move. Uh, I could have Jackie Chan uh, star in it because you know he can't wait to be in my movies. <laughs> I mean, it's what he's been waiting for his whole life. Well, I mean, it's like both his talents. Like he's a very talented singer, and he can also, and he's a very talented martial artist. You put those two together, bam, we have dynamite. Bam. bam. Yeah. Maybe you can get him to do some like kung fu violin. Ooh. <laughs> this is getting better with the, the more we talk about it opening doors here opening Ooh. Doors. like and, and it would be like kind of like uh if like, anybody let's be fair if anybody was going to do a kung fu musical it'd be stephen chow oh, damn that's right well stephen chow i don't know if he has the chops for it like i don't know if he can sing but i know jackie can sing like he's actually a trained yeah singer yeah you know? But if there's, if there's, yeah, if there's one cat who can pull it off, it's fucking Stephen Chow. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah. That's the dude. That's the dude. Damn, bro. How badass would that be? <laughs> fucking Stephen Chow Kung Fu musical. What would you call it? Ooh, that's a tough question. You can't do Kung Fu Hustle because you already kind of. Like, no. You can't yeah. do Shaolin soccer. You got to do something not Shaolin, not Kung Fu. Wushu Waltz. Oh, dang, yeah. There you go. Wushu Waltz. What would the story be? Hmm. Well, there's got, you see, there's got to be vengeance because it's a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we got to have a mask. There's got to be. You gotta have a training montage. You gotta have a training montage. You you, you need a kung fu master, who's yeah. mastered in some kind of um, kung fu. You some gotta have cap weird. You gotta kung have fu cap that nobody else knows. You gotta have capoeira in it. Dude, one of the bad guys got to be a capoeirista. Well, because then you could bring in like the 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 have to fight the foreigners thing. Right? Well, the older yeah yeah the Brazilians are coming in to the take Brazilians, over China. The Brazilians are coming. <laughs> and taking over Guangzhou, yeah. And Jackie Chan is the world's oldest student. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Jackie Chan's the master. You know. Oh, oh, we got to have a tournament. It's got to be a tournament. It's a dance off, like kung fu it's dance tournament, dance off or a dance fight, dance like fight, West, like West Side Story style dance fight. There you go. We got All right, we're onto something. We got the snapping and the knives. Yeah, yeah, and somebody's swinging a chain, mm. you know. Yeah, and and they're doing right. it to like cha cha music. All right, well, let's make this movie before Kevin Smith beats us to the punch. Ah, uh, fucking Kevin Smith, because you know he's listening <laughs> to this. He's yeah, of course <sighs> he is. Wushu Waltz, damn! Now I want to make this. <laughs> I think you're probably the only one. Although, I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, who would be the female lead? Who would you get play opposite? Uh, who would be uh, Jackie's dance partner? Well, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. They were great together <laughs> in Super Cop. You know it. Fuck. And you know what? Who's got to be in Anthony Wong? 
has got to be in this movie. Anthony Wong, Anthony Wong. Anthony Wong was, um, you know, Infernal Affairs. Yeah, yeah, he's an older dude. He's like the, the he's older now. He, he was the, like the chief inspector has a real long face and a big nose. Yeah, he played I, like- I would watch him in anything. He's very good dramatically, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a- Oh yeah, he's not a Kung Fu dude. No. Mm. You know what? I feel like maybe, uh, not no, no, uh, no, no. No mark against Jackie and Michelle, but I feel like they're um, they might be a little old. I think uh, I think we need uh, some younger people here. I say we get no that's names. just I, I man. I feel so badly about it. I'm kind of out of touch. I don't even know who the names are right now. Neither do I. No. But um, I feel like we have to get maybe some no names. Get some people who are just kind of like we no don't names know. can't sing bad at kung fu. We can do that. <laughs> it's easy to find. Easy to find. Easy to find. Easy to find. No, no name. No name can't sing bad at kung fu. That's like most of the world. <laughs> no, you see, I was kind of trying to like maybe actually find someone who's talented in one of the two things, if not both. Like you think you think that's possible? You're setting your targets high there. I know. think. I think. Remember, should... this is supposed to be direct to video. Oh, that's right. Like uh-huh. lower than lower than B movie. I, I yeah. Well, then we gotta lower our expectations. There's there's no way Jackie belongs in this film. Yeah, we'll get. I I think our our distribution channel for this movie would probably be Pornhub. <laughs> uh, I think you and I are thinking of completely different movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, cultural differences. There you go. Uh- <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I was going straight to Telemundo, but whatever. <laughs> There's a very little difference between Telemundo and I shouldn't say that. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> yeah, I want no part of whatever you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no part of yeah. it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, brother. All right, dude. Let's get ready to go try to buy our PlayStations and see if we can beat these bots. Right. Let's see. I, I give it. How long? How long do you give it before you fail? Um, 20 last, seconds last <laughs> last time i took it took me 20 minutes before i finally gave up yeah me too because yeah. it kept showing up in the cart yeah and then, like i'd get to the checkout and it would be like sorry there's been a problem yeah no i actually went through the checkout and i, I yeah went, i did too i went all the way down to like the third step where you're like yep. you could actually maybe press send and get it yeah and nothing yeah i got there that's same thing happened to me and it's infuriating. And you know what else is infuriating? On the Walmart site, right? You go in, you set up your account, you enter your payment information, you enter your shipping address, and then you get to the checkout and you have to put all that shit in again anyway. Yeah. Why? Why Why, why do that to people? I didn't have to. I, I actually, that shit was already in there, but I did have to confirm it, right? Yeah. And so as I was confirming it, that's when like, you lost it, right? That's when I would lose it. Like, I, like, right. it, and it happened over and over and over yep. again. So I would yep. get back to the second step and then fucking have to start all over again. And I get, finally, yep. I got to the point where I was like, step three. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get this motherfucker. Yep. And no. Nope. Nope. It's infuriating. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it's a minor inconvenience. Eventually, they're going to be on store shelves. Like, like I can't. I have a hard time believing 
that Sony would let Christmas come and go without making sure that like there were enough of these out there, you know? I, I don't think Sony can do anything about it though. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. It just surprises me, you know? It surprises me that, that they're... Like I can understand like the first couple of rounds of these things running out right away, you know? Mm-hmm. But like at a certain point, it's like, okay, th- these things have to, it's got to get to a point where where you're not fighting 11,000 bots, uh, you know? Yeah, that, that, you know, and what's infuriating is, is that you look on the net, you know, and then you see like all these like pictures of people's closets yeah. with these playstations with like 15 of them and i'm like you fucking bastard i hope you fucking rot in hell it's a special yeah. place in hell for you <laughs> you know yeah but i mean you know you know how um, well it's not just america but you know how it is now it capitalism is a religion yeah it's not it's not just like well this is how we handle our economy now it's it's a religion well everybody's gotta be the the best vengeance that we can have against a fucking asshole like that is not buy his shit. All right. Yeah, so like right. no matter how desperate you are, people out there, do not buy well, a fucking PlayStation and, from a scalper. And frankly, if you're willing to spend like fifteen bucks, fifteen hundred bucks on a PlayStation five, dude, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. got a problem. Yeah, like first of all, why do you have all that money? Give it to me so I can make my movies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make my kung fu musical, but uh, but no, but like motherfucker, like yeah, like what do you? No, don't don't buy these scalpers PS five uh, fucking yeah. consoles. Let them yeah. let them sit there and rot with it. You know. Yeah, let them just let them take a bath because it's it's crazy. Like. Okay, so maybe, you know, we might all have to wait until February or March to get our PS5s, right? Yeah. Guess what? Life goes on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm mainly irritated just because I'm trying to get one for the boy, uh-huh. you know? And, and it actually, it, it's starting to remind me. And, you know, this is a different circumstance. It's a PlayStation 5. It's a luxury item. It's something that'd be nice to have, you know? Yes. And it's always frustrating when it's like, you're trying to do something nice for somebody else, you know, especially somebody that, that you love, right. Somebody that depends on you, you're trying to do something else and, and you just can't get it done. But like at the beginning of um, COVID, the poor kid got strep throat, right? Yeah. He got strep throat on like, like two days after everything went into lockdown and people, you know, you remember how it was people were there. You couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't get medicine, you yeah. know, and it's like, you know, that people are just going out there and they're, they're buying an armful of cough medicine so that they can like eBay it or whatever, just so, or, or so that they can hoard it in case they need it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and, and meanwhile, you know, at that point, like I spent an hour and a half driving from store to store just to get a bottle of fucking Delson, you know, Jesus for Christ. a kid who, for a kid who actually needed it, you know? Yeah. And this PlayStation five thing is, is it's starting to remind me of that where, okay. So like, no, nobody needs a PlayStation five, but like, like lives are screeching to a halt over trying to get their hand, trying to get your hands on a PlayStation five. And it's like, you know, there, there really should be plenty of these things to go around. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, there's a couple problems there. Like I was uh, texting you, like there's problem number one, there's not enough of this 
uh, item out there created by yeah. the company that's making yeah. these. And problem number two, we were fighting bots. There's these yep. bots. They're just, yep. you know, and it's just like, and, and there's an asshole out there who, like you're saying, you know, they're fucking, they're, they're, they're hoarding these mm-hmm. and for what? So that you can make a pretty right. penny. I hope, I hope, right. I hope you take a hit on this. I hope you guys get stuck with that fucking shit because yeah. you should, you know, do I, do I think you shouldn't be making some money? Go ahead. You know, sell your PlayStation at maybe 600, 700. No, like, I mean, have you, have you looked at eBay, man? No. Those things are selling for 1600, 1800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying like, go ahead and make a, you know, turn a buck. Right. I'm yeah. not saying like fucking try to kill people with it, you know, like, yeah. And, Hopefully there isn't someone dumb enough to buy your fucking playstations. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I really, really hope so. But like, like know. if I or had for to- that matter, you know, at least you know, I, I try to have faith that these folks are going to make whatever you know, whatever money they make selling their playstations. You know, maybe they walk away with a couple thousand dollars in their pocket, and they're going to do something stupid with it and blow it, and and you know, not going to really get any benefit out of it i'd like to believe that you know yeah we'll see i mean whatever i mean it, like you said it's a luxury item i'll be fine nothing's gonna happen no, it's not gonna hurt anything yeah I, I get to keep my 500 bucks or whatever a little longer yeah right yeah it's, i mean it's, it's- it's whatever you know like i'll just eventually they'll be in the store i'll be able to go to the store and yeah. just pick one up Yep. Yeah. Yep. They ain't buying no fifteen hundred dollar fucking PlayStation. Fuckers. No. I got I got mad at GameStop the other night Whoa. because they they released a, a batch, you know. Uh huh. But they they only released them for like the bundle systems, right? So they they released a batch of PlayStation fives, but you could only get them if you were willing to spend you know eight hundred sixty dollars on the uh. ultimate bundle. And, Jesus. It, it, and even those, I mean, it took it took all of 45 seconds for those to sell out, you know, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, uh, OK, well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to jump off, man. I'm going to go and rub up my computer and get ready to be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. And it's like, one of those things where it's like you want to have like 18 windows open, but you know, that actually doesn't help you at all. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It feels like it would, but no, it doesn't. No. You know what I am doing is I, I'm doing it on my phone. Yep. Like using using wireless, like not 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 the Wi-Fi, but you know, like the cell towers. Yeah. And yeah. using my computer. And yeah. my wife is also on her phone trying to like yeah. buy it using cell tower in the hopes yeah. that maybe one of these things would work. Is yeah, right. And then you end up with six of them and like you become a scalper oh dude <laughs> if, if i end up with six of them i'm gonna be so mad at myself <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what i'm afraid is is that i don't know that i'm buying them right yeah like like you got yeah, all these that's windows. freaking me out and like, and then especially like you get to that point where it's like you put the payment in you said you know order right like process the the order yeah and then and then it's like loading and loading and loading and it says oops there's been a problem and it's like you kind of want to like check your check your credit card account to be like that didn't go through did it you know <laughs> you, you check you check your credit card and like there's 18 transactions for yeah. for 500 bucks you know what they should be doing is they should be like walmart should be saying look 
you can only buy one. One will yeah. only go to one address. Yeah. Not allowed to get yeah. more than one to one address. Like there should be like this. Yeah. And I that. think some of them, I think like Best Buy was doing that, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, who knows? That's something they should be able to do programmatically. Like there should be something that they right. can pull off. They just like as they're purchasing, they can check to see, make sure yep. that nobody else has purchased it from the same address. Yeah. And then if they had, boom, they're out. Right. You don't, yeah. you, you get locked. Or, you know, why, why can't they just do like a queue? Right. Like, like do like, okay, it's not available now, but we'll take your order. We'll, we'll take it as a back order mm-hmm. and we'll fulfill it whenever we get one. And then it becomes like a first come first serve thing, you know? Well, bots can still kind of invade that unless there's someone or something sure. checking the addresses again. Sure. Right. Yes. I think that would be the way make sure that like, Oh, you know what? Uh, I think PlayStation or Sony is actually doing something like that. Like you put in a ticket and you get and you get a you get a notice of whether or not you can get it but like what you're talking about they're doing you can do that on the sony site although i don't right. think they're taking any more orders so i think sony might have the best way of handling it but who knows so anyway we got about 15 minutes um, yeah. let's uh let's put a a cap on this guy uh Thanks so much for coming on, man. It was fun. Yeah, man. It was I, fun. I love Kung Fu movies. I know you do too. I didn't realize how much you loved them too, but apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you really, you love them as much as I do, which is great. Yeah. I had no idea. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Not My Cousin Dan and Edgar Otra Vez. We'll catch you next time. All right. See you. The song you're listening to is called Glitterati, and it's by Fox Morrow. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. So, man, I had a fun, I had so much fun talking about Kung Fu today, or just martial arts movies in general. Uh, they they are fun. Um, you know, I'm just putting this out in the universe. If someone wants to go ahead and make a Kung Fu musical, I, w- I would be so on board with that. I, I don't even have to be on it. Just give me credit. You know, Maybe not. I don't care. Just make it. I'll watch it. I'll take my money. I'll be there. All right. So um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowgirlpodcast. Buy yourself a mug. Uh, you know, get yourself a T-shirt, whatever. Also, if you want to follow us, we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I mostly post on Instagram. You'll find our latest uh, postings for episodes when they go live on Instagram. And that's at The Flow Row. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.